Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I wasn't expecting, you know, anything. And then I got a call. And... Um, it was, it was traumatic. I mean, I cry, I cried all over again. Like, I don't think they were even, they were like, wow, this is just talking about it. Like I shake with them. It's another episode of your favorite Bachelor podcast, Baby Got Batch. I'm Camila Salazar. And I'm Brett Vergara. And we got another guest for you this week. Our guest this week is Olivia Caridi, who I can personally say is one of my favorite humans, legitimately. And that extends beyond like Bachelor world. You might know her as a bit of a divisive figure on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor back in 2016, where she not only found herself as like the villain of that season, but she became one of the most villainous villains of all time, of all Bachelor Nation. Um, I know that's how I knew her. I did not have, you know, this sort of friendship or relationship as like Brett did with her before this interview. So the second that Brett booked her, I knew I knew that I had to like get into it with her you know like unpack this like villainry-ness with her I was just so incredibly curious about her time on the show and her time after and like just yeah just like the villain edit in general and so I was so excited for this conversation and I think it honestly came out really incredible yeah I mean I'd say we unpack all of that plenty in our like I'd say like pretty dang vulnerable like sit down with her or zoom in with her whatever you want to say uh and i've listened to olivia on a lot of different interviews podcasts what have you and uh yeah we get into it um so i hope this chat will shed some light on the olivia beyond what you saw on the screen and i i think this is so well timed with like the what we saw with matt season with like all all these women being villains left, right, and center. And I think while it's important to hold each other accountable for our our bad behavior, right? And like when when like the bullying or whatever comes out in us and we we put other people down. And, you know, I think it's important to hold people accountable for that. I think it's also important to understand that these people are not only on a TV show and being put under a lot of pressure. And so that might bring out the worst in them. And then on top of that, there's like all these levels of producer not only manipulation in the moment but then editing and post that can really really warp our perception of people so I think that this interview does a really good job of like kind of humanizing the people that we've seen as villains like definitely hold people accountable but also forgive them like people aren't the one mistake they made on tv once or the way that they were portrayed on tv once yeah no absolutely um and one last thing we actually recorded this episode over a month ago now, I think. Um, we just kind of had it in the can, waiting for the right time to bless you all with it. 
But uh, we feel a need to point that out because there is one mention of Reality Steve. Um, he's not central to any anecdote or anything, but he is just casually mentioned once. And so we thought we would let everyone know up top and, you know, just kind of double down and reiterate that we don't support or condone any of his behaviors, any of his problematic you know, behaviors in the past, we are not down with that. And so, yeah. Well said. And uh, yeah, no, I guess without further ado, Olivia Creedy. Hello. Welcome, Olivia. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, y'all. Excited. Um, Excited. Very excited to meet you. This is the first time you're speaking. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) Thank you. But I know you <laughs> go way back. So, um, and I know Brett had a little story he wanted to tell. Brett. Well, one, one, I had to preface that Olivia is literally my first bachelor friend. You know, yeah. She, she got to me early, like in the, uh, in the olden times back in, I guess it was early 2017, but probably late 2016 because. No, that's yeah, like it was 2016 for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I think 2017 is when we actually met in person. Right. In and York took that when, heinous when photo we used to that do you like, posted. <laughs> that is not heinous. How dare you? Oh, my God. I mean, I looked really like weird and like my eyes are. But you look you have as a, hell. You have all oh, shocks. That was when I, I was going through so this phase of like, who am I? What am I doing? I'm going to dye my hair like a weird auburny, reddy color. Like, yeah, that was a weird time. But you look you fantastic. Had a, you had a very like showbiz uh, <laughs> eyeshadow thing going on. I really did, and I wore like fake lashes every day because like famous. <laughs> Listen, we uh, we always love a good like exploring of self. So I I fully now approve. I call my sister and she's like, "You're wearing makeup." Like, wow, yeah, right. <laughs> but I do have to preface so like you know again, it's amazing having you on, especially all the more amazing just like the journey that it took to get here. So some preface for some some listeners uh, back in you know so January is when Camille and I started on this lovely little journey, little podcast journey, and when we were starting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to schmooze and call in some friendship favors and be like, hey, can I like go on your podcast? You know, like that thing. So <laughs> for the people who can't see, Olivia has her, this is her so head embarrassing. in her hands. This is one of the most embarrassing <laughs> things probably that I've ever done. Continue. In, in fairness, <laughs> I don't even know. Well, you know, we'll get to more context. I don't really know if this is like your fault or my fault or like no, what the percent your breakdown fault. is. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, we're don't try to put this clear, on me. It's a hundred percent you, <laughs> Brett. Trying to be nice, Olivia telling it like it is. <laughs> I know. Wow. All right. Well, then never mind. I was ready to split ownership of this, but now we're just uh-huh. like at odds. Uh, no, but so what happened is, you know, I reached out. I was like, "Hey, you know, have this podcast coming out. Would love to like come on." And then I also said, like, but also of course want to have you on once we like, you know, get the the wheels greased and all that. Um, and then she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, that'd be that'd be great." Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we get to like actual pod recording time. This is, you know, like end of December or so. And we're literally like an hour away from recording. And here I, I pulled up the receipts oh, no! of, of, our, no! of our interactions. <laughs> well, this is like when we we're actually getting into it. So mm-hmm. I texted you, Rad, so we recording over Zoom again. Could also record my own audio and send over if that's all preferred. I was being nice. Back, 
<laughs> and then you text back, is Zoom what y'all are planning on using? Your co-host will be on too, yes? I can record with my mic and send you my audio afterwards. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's what's I going? thought you and were then- saying, like, I just started this podcast. Would love to have you on as a guest. That was what I read. Yeah. I feel like. So there are later receipts here that I think, I don't know, it gets a little murky. Well, so I just appreciated in that in that exchange how we were like minutes Completely. from recording together. It was like the last possible second we could have figured out that we actually meant the other person's <laughs> podcast. Like we got right down to the wire. I literally was like us. ready to go. I was like, I can't wait to be the first guest on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just had to be like, well... Did you guys end up recording anything? Like maybe. Well, we did. We okay. So like, but I prepare. Like I had to have questions. I don't just do a podcast on the fly. And so I was like, Brett, like I know what we're gonna say, but I still need time to like, you know, solicit some questions and all this stuff. So I was like, No, I can't record with you today. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We did record uh, like a few days later, and it was lovely. But um, but I I said on the podcast, like at this point, if you don't ask me to be on your podcast, like I'm I'm effing pissed, right? Right? Like that's rude. So finally, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I get a text saying it's time. Yeah. But, but this is also so, – so then I remember when we were trying to parse out like what happened here. I went <laughs> further back into our, our conversation and I pulled up a snippet where I said, P.S. Once we figure our shit out, would absolutely love to have you on as one of our first guests and also make a visit back to yours to plug, you know, if you'll have us. Um, and then you said, I would be pissed if I weren't invited as a guest on your pod. And then I said, I could never. You, and then this is the, this is the, I think, example A in the trial here on my side is you said, let's record next week after finale, BB, and we will get you a fresh t- 2021 podcast plug. And I'm like, all right. All right. I don't know. That's pretty just, damning it, evidence. Honestly, it just seems like it was just a complete and utter breakdown in communication. <laughs> I'll take maybe 10% of the fault. Okay. I'll take um, I just want is, I just want 10% off off my plate. Oh, then you have it. All right. There all it right, is. There we go. We we can just uh be grateful that you're here and we Thank did it. Thank you so much finally for finally destiny. asking me on. <laughs> This is no, all I ever what? wanted. No, oh, shucks, Angie. Shucks. But I mean, you know, beyond our our little little uh, finasco of communication, finasco, yeah. if you, if you mm-hmm. will. Oh yeah, got to bring that back. Um, yep. How are you? I mean, I generally knew how you are, but like, how are you for people who don't necessarily know? Okay, I'm I'm fine. Yeah? Um, I just had all my midterms, so that's done. But. There's no rest for the weary because now final yeah. projects like my teacher last night was like, so you guys are 50 percent done with your project. Right. And we were all like. We haven't done anything. <laughs> so now we have to kick our butts into gear and get ready for that. So literally ain't no rest for the weary. So you how are you guys? Yeah, no, I'm I'm like doing better. I mean, I think uh, it, it's funny because like I feel like when I ask people how they are, there's like the current moment answer, and then there's just like the how have you been like the past year in the yeah. slog of it all? How but, have like, you kept really, sane? How are like you? that answer? Yeah. yeah, it's like just like okay, you know, like the non bullshit answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm doing better. I think the fact that like we're actually getting into like spring, and I'm seeing friends of mine getting vaccines is nice. Congrats. Yay. I'm so excited. It was a feeling unlike any other, truly. 
to get that shot. <laughs> they could have put orange juice in my arm and I would have been like. <laughs> that was saying. like something I, I was saying. It's like, listen, I'll take like the if, if the only place they can administer the vaccine is like in my neck like i'll i'll take it at this point. literally to my toe <laughs> just i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah i'm super i'm super pumped um yeah things are good things are good i tell you if they were bad like i would open up for the whole podcast yeah, but we're yeah. okay so yeah of course that's good yeah. that's good that's all we yeah. can ask for great great um well as everyone knows, this is a, a Bachelor podcast. And so we have you here because you are, of course, an infamous member of Batch Nation. And infamous. Infamous, truly. I love that word. I mean, I feel like that is a perfect way to... I feel like people misuse infamous all the time. And I feel like they do a perfect example of infamy. And I really kind of want to get into it with you. I mean, I feel Please, like... let's do it. Yeah, I'm so... I'm so excited. Okay. For those who don't know, you were cast on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, which mm-hmm. aired in like 2016. and Aired that, in, tw- yeah, 2016. Yeah. yeah. I remember because it was my senior year of college and it was one of my favorite seasons probably. It was a good season. It was a good season. I think it's one yeah. of the most popular seasons of all time too in terms of ratings, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. great for you. Um, uh, or is it? I don't know. <laughs> no. Is it great remember for me? Infamy. Remember Infamy. That's um, true. Infamy, it was great. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> for all of our listeners who keep hearing us say Infamy over and over again and who maybe never watched Ben Higgins seasons, can you maybe share uh, for us why exactly we are using the word Infamy for you? Well, uh, I guess you could say the term villain uh, just easily. If I was going to get a little deeper, I would say the show decided to shove me down everyone's throats, even though everyone hated Mm. me down (laughs) their throats. Um, I was literally 95% of the show when I was on and not everyone enjoyed watching it. So, Hi, I'm Olivia. She makes an incredible first impression. Will you accept this rose? Yes! All eyes are on me because I was strong out of the gate. She was trying to get in her head. Hey, everybody. So now I'm done. Now everybody have at it. She does what she wants. It's like Olivia against the rest of the house. I don't care about anyone else's relationship with Ben but mine. It seems like Olivia feels like she's entitled. I'm not going to rub it in your face, but it smells really, really fresh. Really fresh. I don't know why he doesn't see what we see. I feel like it's an episode of Teen Mom. What was that? I think she's rude. I think she's selfish. I didn't want to talk about this, but Olivia has just been disrespectful. And I know I'm not the only one feeling it. I would take it very personally if I fell for somebody that like wasn't the person I expected. I kind of felt like I was being targeted by her. Am I seeing the whole picture of Olivia? I have to figure out what's going on. Olivia, can I talk with you? Yeah, sure. Infamy meaning people are always going to think back and say, Olivia, whoa. Wow, that girl, Um, which is weird, but what I have, what I've been dealt. So we're going to deal with it, you know? Right. So on that vein of that reality TV star villain, Mm -hmm. um, we've heard time and time again, you know, Brett and I, that in the reality TV world, like making good people look bad is hard or near impossible, but making bad people look even worse is really easy. Yep. Um, and I want to say first and foremost, like, I don't think anyone deserves the edit you got or the resulting like backlash and bullying you got. Like, that's not. Yeah. I'm not here to say, like, maybe you deserved it. No, not yeah. a lot at all. No one does. Yeah. No one does. Um, But I I mean, it's been it's been it's been like five years. And I yeah. was wondering, you know, when you reflect on that time, 
in your life and who you were in that moment and on the show, do you think that there was some truth to that saying for you, like for who you were in that moment for you? I would, I would rephrase it by saying reality TV is the perfect place for someone who should have never been there in the first place to go insane. Mm, um, yeah. Do I think I'm a bad person? Absolutely not. I don't think that the show took a really shit person and made a shit person shittier. I think the show saw qualities in me, one, that could be, um, I was naive. I was like so ready. I was so excited to do whatever it took to like make Ben my man because that's literally why I went on the show. Yeah. And I think that they could see like, okay, I feel like she'll, she, she can be the person that we can literally drive insane to yeah. the point where we see all of her negative qualities come out like the uh, um you know I'm, I'm an introvert and unfortunately I, I sometimes I don't think introverts do well on the show because I, it is a bad quality of mine that I have like really weird social anxieties that make me look um like I don't care or like very um stoic if you will which makes me look bitchy like things like that and and um yeah so that's how I would say it that they saw a person that like, they were like, oh, she, she, we can do this with her. And I, I guess in my whatever framework I'm a, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Even if I didn't know that I was doing that yeah, kind of thing. This is so great. Cause this leads in perfectly to my next question. Like if you even look back on that season now, it's very yeah. obvious why it was so easy for America to like dislike you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So easy to see it. But yeah. we here on this show, we're a huge fan of, like looking behind the scenes, like always mm -hmm. questioning everything you see, like everything is a decision, not just a decision, but a production decision, like everything, everything. And so yeah. it feels like you feel like production had a heavy hand in guiding your actions, you know, especially oh, the ones yeah. skewed more controversial. Yeah. Um, and so I want to know, is that something that you maybe felt in the moment? Did you only see it kind of after the fact? Like, do you have any memories of feeling like you were maybe being set up? Oh, yeah. Or was it a complete oh, blindside? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, ha I have several memories of kind of looking at things and being like, mm. um, Can you share some with us? <laughs> I just remember, like, d d were there certain things that I did on my own that, like, were weird like the whole winning and all that yeah because I'm weird and kind of quirky but like you know I it's funny because I was talking to Becca Tilly yesterday who's someone like I did have a lot of friendships on the show that were not shown unfortunately because right. it wouldn't make sense um right. and Becca was one of those people like to this day you know she texted me during Matt season and she's like watching these women and how like nasty they are really put me in your position of like how miserable you probably were. And she even said, she was like, I think you fell into the trap of like, you were convinced that we didn't want to hang out with you. And so you didn't like insert yourself. Right. And I yeah. said like, yeah, like I, I felt like it was like I was on an Island and you guys were on an Island and, and could I have like pushed through and like done something and gone into the room and said, Hey guys want to hang out? Like, Yes, but that's not my personality. I'm not confident enough to like walk up to a group of people and be like, hey, let alone a group yeah, of people yeah. that like is talking shit about me constantly because I knew that too, right? So it's just yeah. like, 
there was no winning. It got to a point where there was no winning. And when I went home, I was like, I took a, a deep breath and I was like, finally, like, I can't live like this anymore. Cause it's just, it was just like, I was, my mind was fucked all the time, 24 seven. It was awful. Yeah. Were there ever producers like in your ear kind of like all talking the up these um, yeah. behaviors? Can you remember Constantly. any examples that you want to, if you want to share? I've said this before, so it's not necessarily like spilling tea, but like it was constantly like Ben asked us to ask you to grab him first. And in that time, Ben is like the guy I'm vying for. I think he likes me. So I'm like, oh, my God, he did like totally. I'll do it. Yeah. In hindsight, did he ever ask that? Probably not. But it pissed off the women. Right. Yeah. But the irony of it is one of the twins, Emily, pulled me aside in Vegas. And of course, this didn't air either. But she was like, hey, it's kind of bothering us that like you you grab him first. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Did I do it after that? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious. Were you allowed to tell other women like what you spoke about with your producers? Like, were you allowed in that moment to be like, oh, my producer told me to do that. I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. I mean, not the problem is like we're on camera 24 seven and you can't say that. Because, like, you're mic'd all the time. Yeah. I was just drowning from the get-go. Like, there were moments where, um, I think I've said this too, like, you know, me and Ben were talking, and I was so lucky. I got, like, 45 minutes with him. That was one of those parties where he said, Olivia, can we go talk? Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah. "Yeah." And I got a lot of time with him. And I don't know the forces that are happening while him and I are in this room just talking. Right. Actually connecting. Yeah. And I get back. We're done with the conversation. And Emily Ferguson looks at me and she looks at her watch and she's like, you were gone for 45 minutes. And I was like, girl, like, that's not on me. Like, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't. Were you trying to grab us? I didn't know where we were. It wasn't my choice to be gone for 45. Was I was super happy to get 45 minutes? 100 percent. Because, duh, that's probably the only the most time I got the whole time. But like point being, like, I could not do anything right from the the beginning it was an early thing yeah are you still friends with any of the producers or your producers from that season or was it just kind of like too too much what's the term friends um (laughs) my main producer i will never speak to again ever we've never spoken um i have no desire don't care how she is (laughs) it's fine um, I love that for you. I just want to say. Thank you. It's not hard. It's really not hard. It's yeah. like it's not like it's a slog. That's fair. It's not like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't want to reach out to me because she gives no fucks and I don't give any fucks to reach out to her. So it's fine. Well, she knows that she used you. Like Good on her. Good on know? her. I hope she, I just hope she yeah. made a buck. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, she. She did. So it's good. Did. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I have acquaintances i mean like Mm -hmm. you know i still follow some of them not all of them but some of them like i saw some of them ashley and jared's wedding and said hello like i do have there i I do understand that these people have jobs they have fans like i i do i get it no but like is that what they do for a living yeah and that's Mm -hmm. okay am i ever gonna want to invite them to my wedding and call them up and ask them how they're doing no Um, but there's only one in particular that I'm like, I, yeah, goodbye. (laughs) And that's my main producer. So, yeah. Um, so this past summer, you know, people who maybe were not familiar with Ben Higgins or older seasons of The Bachelor got to meet you for the first time when The Bachelor had to nix 
you know, Paradise and Summer Games because of COVID, and they pivoted to Greatest of All Time. So as we already established, that season is truly one of the most popular seasons of all time. So, of course, we were going to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like you said that that season was like 95% you, I felt like you were also heavily featured in this episode. Um, and like I said, I like really watched that season. Like, of course, I knew you and remembered all that and whatever. And yeah. also, I was like in my early 20s. So obviously, I like watched it, had some biases, never thought about it again. I don't blame you. Saw you on my screen and I was like, her again. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, wow. With my more adult brain, I was like, wow, they really did her dirty. <laughs> um, they so, did. So <laughs> I, I think wanna- <laughs> and I think I think they think they did, which is why they gave me so much time. Yes. OK, so this is what, something I really want to ask you about. OK, so it felt like they like both Bachelor Nation and Chris Harrison, or I guess the franchise via Chris Harrison, were kind of like scolding America for being so mean to you. You know, like bullying is bad and all this stuff. And like it felt like they were almost like applauding themselves for like so brave. Shedding light on this. So brave. Yeah. Like shedding a light on this thing and like telling everyone to like be nice to you and like to let it go. And that like, you know, not everything you see is is real. And mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was being gaslit in my living room because I was like, mm-hmm. you did this to her. Olivia, it's been four years. <laughs> Let's not let it be yeah. four more. I don't know. What you talking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, hey, you're always welcome on the beach in Mexico. You want to come join us in paradise? I'd love to see you. Uh, But more importantly, I just wanted to say welcome back to our family uh, on a sincere note. I just want to say I'm truly grateful you decided to reach out and be with us tonight. Olivia, thank you so much. I feel like 80 pounds just like off of my chest. So thank you, Chris. And thanks to all of y'all. Ben, too. That was nice. (laughs) You take care. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, love. Our thanks to Olivia. That took a lot of guts and a lot of grace to come back and speak for the first time in four years, and I am truly grateful for that. How was that conversation for you? Like, how? Because on one hand, like maybe you did get a break finally from Bachelor Nation because of this, but at the same time, it's like they're telling you, like, oh, we've got your back, don't worry. When they put you in that situation in the first place, so I would just love to hear your experience, like going through Greatest of All Time, and how it felt for you. Well, so it was a really hard decision. I will, I'll say that first. Like, I, I think I've said this, but Steve was the first person who texted me and was like, I think this is happening. I think Ben's season is going to air again. I thought it was going to air in its entirety. And I literally was like, I'm moving to wherever. I'm done. Yeah. I can't believe this is happening again. And yeah. that's when it started coming out that like it was like one season and one night and they were going to do like a where are they now thing. And I wasn't expecting, you know, anything. And then I got a call and, um, it was, it was traumatic. I mean, I cry, I cried all over again. Like, I don't think they were even, they were like, wow, this is just talking about it. Like I shake with them, you know, like I I just, it was a really hard decision. Um, and I, I've, I've said this for sure. Like somehow in a weird, you know, Ben and I have maintained, not a friendship, I would say, but like a we've we've talked, we're fine. And in that moment, I was like, I need to call Ben because I feel like in this, he's the only person that will have like a, advice for me that's unbiased and just like, do I do this? Because I do think he believes like he knows how hard it was for me. Yeah. And um, he was like, you have to do it. And so I was like, I'm putting my hands into theirs just one last time and like Jesus take the wheel Jesus take the, the literally Jesus take the wheel and you know 
I agree with everything you said. And here's what's hard is like, I do think it was like a, um, we did something that wasn't right, but obviously we, we, we can't say that. So we're going to do everything we can to just make this right. Yeah. Um, and for that, I guess I did have to say thank you. Like my mom was sobbing. She was so happy to just see kind of a different history there. Like, cause it's been so painful for me, for my family. Like I didn't, it was, it was seeing my mom just take a, a deep, you know, a deep breath of like, cause my mom felt so guilty. Like she was someone who was really active in terms of getting me on and imagine holding that guilt for years of like, it nearly killed her daughter. And so it just like, regardless of the intentions and this is what sucks, it went well for me. And it's the first time that something on this show has gone well for me. And so for that, did I have to say like, thank you? Yeah. Was it kind of like, yeah, Yeah. but, but I I can't complain. Like I, I got really lucky. I did. And did it, did it, did it lift a bunch of weight for me? A hundred percent. Could I finally feel like I can walk away from this and be like, you know what? I got at least sort of a sort of like an olive branch. And I think even Chris said that he was like, this is an olive branch. And I was like, "Okay, I'll take it. Um, But yeah, I mean, certainly I completely understand what you're saying. And I'm sure I've internalized it the same way that you have. But also I, I if I do that, then I'm still consuming this whole like bitterness thing. And I'd rather just say like. Thank you for finally giving me yeah. something that I just always wanted from this experience, regardless of whether the viewership was like a ton smaller. You know, there's millions of people who didn't see that and still think I'm a crazy hoe. And that's good. That's great. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. it's a conundrum, truly. I know we just met, but like I it made me so happy to hear you say that like see like I can see the relief in your face and like I don't know I'm just happy I am when that ended I was like I'm happy even though it pissed me off that they were like this is oh no yeah I was so happy that it felt like the truth was finally for the most part out for the most part I mean they they gave me everything I asked for everything I asked for they made it happen were there certainly, of course, things that like I, I you know, I can always be like, ugh, ugh. but yeah, yeah, yeah. but for the most <laughs> yeah. for the most part, overarchingly, it was the first time I enjoyed watching myself on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time I felt like I got a fair shake, um, mm-hmm. and it it brought me so much joy to just see the comments after the fact on my Instagram post of just people one being like. I wrote terrible things on your page and I'm so sorry that I did that. And like all these things. And I forget, look, I understand it was hard to watch me. Yeah. I get that. I mean, they did a good job of making you look bad. They did it. <laughs> it and, and I, and I gave them yeah. every, you know, yeah. it was me there. Um, was it all me every minute? No, but like, I'm not going to say that I was this angel that like got destroyed. No. Like, was yeah. I, a, was I a nervous Nelly with weird qualities that looked really bad? Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, but it just, it just meant a lot to like finally have a taste of what it feels like for people to like you, Yeah, you know, cause I never had yeah. that. I maybe had that the first night when I got the first impression rose, but uh, after that, there was none of that. There was no, like, I like you, you're pretty, nothing. It was, I hate yeah. you go die. 
And so yeah. for the first time, I, I had like good job or, or something. And that felt yeah. really nice. Yeah. So yeah. Well, speaking of you know, greatest of all time and how that was just a nice healing and deservedly so uh, yeah. moment for for you with like the franchise and you getting to talk with Ben, yeah. you know, you mentioned you also talked with Chris. So kind of tying both like the past to the present, what was like your experience with Chris, like both on the show and then immediately following the show, whether it was like the months or years yeah. after, and then kind of where are you at with him? today? I don't really have a relationship with Chris. Um, I mean, he's barely a part of filming, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's in there when he says, have the final rose or whatever, but there's no like interaction. He's just very mm -hmm. in and out. So as far as like filming, I didn't really have like an interaction. Um, the most time I honestly like probably spent with him was um, the hot seat at Women Tell All. Mm -hmm. And here I am like sobbing, right? Like clearly if anyone says that I was acting or that was, I was, that was the worst four hours. I was in that hot seat for four hours and it was four the worst hours. four hours of my life. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. And I'm, when I'm crying, it's just because like, I, I mean, th those months were the worst months of my entire life. And I, I definitely felt like silly saying this to a guy that like, he's just like, all right, cut <laughs> on to commercial break, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was weird. And that's really the only opinion I have of him, right? Is like, eh, onto the cut. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know the guy. Like, I think anyone can host a show. I don't think he's the show, if that's what we're getting at. Um, I don't have really an opinion of him, but certainly, like, I'm, I, am I like gonna go to bat? No, because I, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was gone to bat for really yeah. until a couple yeah. months ago, maybe, but, um, yeah. So that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think it, what with grace of all time and all that, I think it's like comes with a wave of course correction, you know, as a result of all of the social movements that have been yeah. brewing, but also like really tumbled over this past summer. So even though you're a white woman, that doesn't mean that all of these social movements are intersected with each other. And so like, clear manipulation and bullying like mental health is a big part of all these social movements so i mm -hmm. feel like they're definitely like holy shit we need to start course correcting now and they started too late and look what happened so yeah definitely you don't need to go to bat for anyone yeah. i don't yeah. i mean i'll never go to bat yeah. like yes that was the, the amount of trauma that i went through you can't measure against anything personally yeah. i mean yeah. i can't even begin to express how traumatic the whole experience was yeah. and um <sighs> see it's, it's still hard to talk about sometimes but I, I just think like was it a step in the right direction like yeah but was the olive branch something that's going to remove years and years of trauma from my life no never it was something that I did it for me I did the whole thing to help myself and my family and it worked and that's great but like it's it's it, I didn't do anything for them nothing yeah it was for me yeah yeah so yeah yeah. Would you would you say like you know I think this is such a cliche question but like truly like if you could um you know go back and not do it do you think you would take that course or where are you kind of at with that? I I like that question better than like do you regret it? Like yeah. do I regret it? No, because I wouldn't be here talking to you guys if I hadn't. I wouldn't yeah. be doing yeah. anything I'm doing. Do I sometimes think what my life would have would I still be a news anchor? Yeah. Would I still just be, you know, 
where would I be living? Like, I, I, sometimes I do think like I could have been a great journalist. I, I could have just stuck with my guns and like stayed the course. And so like, should I have like thought about it more? A hundred percent, but I didn't. And so I did it and I can't regret it because I have a, a great life. I have great friends that I would never have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 there, I definitely dream up that world where like, had yeah. I never done it, it's a pretty world. It's very nice. Yeah. Do you ultimately think you, I mean, obviously, of course, this is all, you know, uh, just, just thinking of possible what ifs, but do you think you would have continued the journalist route and being like oh, on yeah. camera in that way? Yeah. I feel like I'd be an anchor. Yeah. In like a, at least a top 75 market at this point. This is for journalists out there, but like, I don't know, maybe I'd be in yeah. Austin or Nashville as an anchor, something like that. Um, for sure. I was, yeah. I mean, I'm not tooting my, I was really good at my job. Yeah. I was really good and I worked really hard. And I, I, um, that's definitely like a, a, a talent that I just, it, it was just in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, now obviously I'm in grad school and studying something else, but journalism is always going to be in my blood. It's like a huge part of my life. And yeah, I think I could have been something like really cool, but that's on me yeah. and my choices, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and then also too, I mean, you know, something I think about, it's like, even though you're going to grad school for also what actually are you going to grad school for people who don't know? Yeah. So, so the for? program is, is integrated marketing, but my concentration is digital marketing. So that's, that's what I'm like yeah. my niches. So we'll, uh, we'll circle back on that. Like later on, but I yeah. wanted people to, to, to know like yeah. what, what no, you're that's going great. for. Yeah. Thanks. That's, that's what it is. But yeah, no. And, and plus you like, I'm glad that you're able to, cause I see like your journalistic props, like in your pod. Oh, totally. Right. Like even if yeah. you're going to grad school for something else, like it very yeah. much comes out there. Right. Well, and like a lot of Mark, you know, my, my TV station had a whole marketing department. Like we, we all, kind of intersected a lot as in terms of like, you know, the, the on-camera people did a whole day of like the marketing, the team would, would make videos and stuff and they'd hold like news five, whatever. And we would be working together all the time. So there is a lot of like crossover with marketing and with journalism, the communication aspect, being able yeah. to make presentations, things like that. Um, so, so they go hand in hand, uh, for sure. And, which is good. Like I get, yeah, like, I yeah. get the little mixes of everything. Yeah, like that that muscle can still be flexed. Yeah, oh, th- I've, I'm flexing, and and you know, having the podcast has been amazing for me. Like, I still get to do the research, and I get to you know write up the questions if I have a minute, and like get to kind of press people sometimes. Um, so it's fun. I, I still get that little bit in there. Is it the rush of like counting down from five and I'm going live? Like, no, but there's little pieces in there that I still get to yeah. play with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so going, unfortunately, going back to to, to Bachelor, um, yeah. you know. So obviously, you talked about how just exhausting and you know traumatic your own experience with like the franchise was, and mm-hmm. we're coming off of a pretty exhausting and traumatic season and just time and not only just like what was was seen like on the actual show, but obviously what happened uh, surrounding it. So, yeah. you know, obviously, you were starting with bachelor nation in a certain place already but you know you have your attachments to it still too right like with the you know the podcast and the friendships mm-hmm. that you have where are you kind of at with it now like are do you still see yourself being an active part in 
watching it and Bachelor Nation, like where are you at with that? Well, watching it is hard. And not because I'm sitting there and it's just like so hard, like damaging to me, but I'm just at my interest. Like, I don't like the yeah. show that much anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think like I was a fan long before I was on the show and I loved watching mm-hmm. the show. And I just think the show that I used to watch with Brad Womack is way different than the show with Matt James. And and that's yeah. my complaint with it is it's just a different yeah. show. Yeah. I don't like watching that. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. What do you think the main differences are? I don't disagree with you, but I'm curious like what specifically you think has changed. I just think it's just it's like there's no love anymore. There's no like there's no stories. There's it's just like how can we like do a to be continued that's really dramatic and like how can we focus on one person that like doesn't have any feelings for Matt for like five episodes like I just don't feel like it was like that like obviously they always had a villain and whatever but it just it wasn't like the crux of like what love stories did we really get to see I mean we didn't even get to see him and Rachel's love story really like it just was very like yeah shoved down your throat in the last two episodes yeah yeah but even then, it, it, like when I, I remember when we were watching them having dinner or whatever, and he said, I love you. I was like, isn't this like their, f-? which yes, it is their first date probably. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't even get to see snippets of them like having romantic moments. And that was, that's why it would make sense that he is in love with her kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just not about love anymore. It's, and yeah. that's what I like to watch. My, my, you know, people watch the show to escape life. I don't want to watch drama and bickering to escape life. I want to watch people fall in love and have like little yeah. goosebumps and shit, you know? So yeah, yeah. That's how I feel too. Yeah. So that's it. It's, it's not that it's not like a, a difficult feelings for my emotions in terms of like my experience. It's just a difficulty in like, yeah. I don't enjoy watching it and I only have yeah. so much time in the day. And why would I spend two hours watching something I don't yeah. like to watch? Yeah. Yeah. But I still like I still love the podcast and I still like talking to cast members for reasons like this. Right. Like my my podcast was never to be like a bachelor recap show or to be like a bachelor centric show. Like, do I have people on? Yeah. But it was never it was to like get to the crux of of, like people's experiences. And I do that for people from all sorts of shows. Yeah. I feel like your show helps humanize these yeah. people that are put through the reality TV machine. And that's something that we yeah. have to do um, as well. But you, you kind of started that. Like you've been yeah. doing your podcast for so long, you kind of started that. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Well, yeah. speaking of, you know, like humanizing some of these people too, like, you know, obviously as we address like this season, just didn't have uh, the love focus that I think we were. We even saw in Tasha's and Claire's season a bit, right? Like I, I ultimately think we went from you know what the show can be like bachelor totally. best in my mind to like this real whiplash that's yeah it just- it's yeah i totally agree. i i was like i left i did watch Tasha and claire's season and i looked forward to it every week because i was getting what i was needing out of it like yeah you know claire yeah. and dale obviously it was like a crazy story that i'm sure they over dramatized but like it was still yeah. Like you could see her excitement genuinely and like her love story. And obviously Tasha and Zach are just like freaking goals everywhere. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then how do we turn around and we just like go like completely the backward? I don't understand that. But it was not yeah. enjoyable to watch in any yeah. way. I barely watched. I mean, at the end, I had a friend over to watch the show <laughs> and we ended up just talking the whole time. And I was like, we didn't yeah. see any of that. And I didn't care. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, and then mm-hmm. your unique perspective too, because you were, you know, as we've covered in depth, like an edited villain in your experience. So I was curious your kind of take on a season where you had many people who in a degree were like edited villains. It wasn't really one yeah. singular person. And they were also like edited villains for various reasons. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, this season was really like, to me, no one looked great. And it was weird. Like, I'm trying yeah. to think, I mean, Michelle, of course, let's take Michelle out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take Brie out of that. They'll, they might be the only two, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I like Piper, they made look a little funny. Chelsea, which, you know, and they all say, like, we, we it just, it was weird that, you know, um, how many, I'm just, I'm, I honestly barely watched towards the end, but um, I mean, obviously Rachel, uh, it, it just like everyone had a minute that I, I was just yeah. like, wh- why is everyone like yeah. getting these little yeah. zingers in there that you could yeah. just take yeah. out? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know. It was just a weird turn. It wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. I, I just felt like, you know, here's what I'll say about like Ben's season is we all got along so well. There was never like a knockdown drag. No one had to sit down and like talk stuff out and be like, you're mean and you're there. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. Did not. Yeah. Becca and I, we podcasted yesterday and we, our girls were so in love with each other. I had great friendships. We all loved each other so dearly. And, and you, I, I didn't see that um, this season really. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was what was weird was like, it's a great opportunity for everyone. It gets so weird to live with other people that you barely know 24 seven, but there's great things that come out of it. And that's my regret from the show is like, I got so wrapped up that I didn't get to really have a part of that all the time. Yeah. That's what it's about. And you just didn't see that. It was just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, sorry, I just want to ask a quick question. I think you might have just answered the question, but just, uh, I guess, clarify you said earlier that you felt like you were an island and all the other women on your season were an island and then and then you also are saying that you guys were all really good friends mm-hmm. but so what are you saying is that you kind of were like that and then your social anxiety kind of like separated yeah. you out a little bit yeah like jubilee jubilee was my roommate jubilee someone mm-hmm. that i'll love for the rest of my life no one ever saw a single minute of that kayla yeah. i'm going to her wedding love her dearly leah lauren there were just moments like, you know, the twins who I was were very afraid of. Um, they were they were in like they were in the big crowd. Yeah. And so I did. I couldn't even enter that because I had heard yeah. multiple times that they were doing this, that and the other about me. And who wants to enter a room with them in it? Uh, yeah. Why would you ever feel welcomed to enter that room? Yeah. So I had more like one on one relationships for sure. Mm-hmm. It was rare yeah. for me to feel comfortable entering like the lion's den, if you will. That's how I looked at it because they were, you know, they were always there, but like, but yeah, I mean, towards the end for sure. Like after Mexico city, that one night that went to shit and everyone was mad, like it was just hard for me to have the confidence after that point to just like enter a room and that makes sense. And, and be like, Hey guys, like let's hang out. It was just hard. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, I did want to call out the the band of villains edit from this season question, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, that was actually like a, a listener question. That was Jess. Oh, okay. Um, and Jess. Uh, so shout out to Jess. And Thanks, that actually Jess. leads into – because we had some really good and pressing questions uh, for you, listener really questions too. Yeah. We want to make sure that they get credit yeah. for these cool. really yeah. good questions that we yeah. didn't think of. So, yeah, yeah. and then and then um so another one that it kind of touches on when you were talking about your you know experiences with some of the other you know women on your season or just like it you know contestants in general uh male or female so this next one's from carrie and mm-hmm. she said carrie. you know who else on your season um or just more broadly in in bachelor nation would you say was betrayed with the most dramatic contrast like on tv versus how they were in real life, like based on your experience, you know I can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> it could be good. It can be a good one. You know, like you don't have to necessarily be like, oh yeah, they were portrayed great and they were like fucking terrible. Well, I think I thought Jubes got a terrible shake for sure. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, I mean, they really try to course correct with her as well. You. Can oh tell. yeah, Jubes is. I I loved every moment I ever spent with Jubes and she, we were actually, I think the reason we bonded was we were very similar. Like we had a lot of just anxiety the whole time. Like it wasn't the right environment for either of us. We, we, we would just spend hours being like, ah, um, (laughs) but like certainly, you know, Jubes is nothing but love, nothing but just great person all around, um, just outside of her her story like it became like her story she's not her story I and mean, she she's done incredible things in her life and she does have a really important story but like she's just such a good human and she has so much to offer and and she, and like such a fierce friend and i just hate that like it it she got a bad shake on paradise too like i just don't yeah. think that she got what she needed out of this show uh, and i think she would agree with that I, um, I think America would agree with that. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, of, of course, there's certain people that I didn't think deserved to look the way that they did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's everyone would say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do I think it helps me to I think they know who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, here, I'm going to uh, I'm going to press you one more time and okay. see if I can see if I can get any any, uh, you know, bolts free, if mm-hmm. you will. So this next one's from Claire. Okay. So it's not me. It's Claire asking. This. Claire, don't uh, push me. <laughs> it's, 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 it's throwing Claire. Under don't the get mad at me. This is Claire. This is Claire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, so she said, so you've been known to reach out to the contestants that are portrayed poorly or as villains, especially based on your you know experience. Uh, and on February 9th, so there's, you know, Claire has receipts. Uh, you tweeted out, and she quotes, "Oof, I want to call someone out so dang badly." And then there was some other follow. I just texted tweets. you and said, "Brett, <laughs> listen." Well, you know, so I know, I know who it is. But for the listeners out there, is there someone that you've you've met or reached out to who was portrayed poorly and then just sort of lived up to that expectation? And or who was referenced in that tweet? I don't. I really don't think it's that hard for people to figure out. To be honest with you. I'm not going to name a name. I think it's pretty obvious. Let's just say, <laughs> like, I, I gave someone a lot of my time, um, genuinely, 
to help them through. And when they were done with me, they unfollowed me and deleted my phone number. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. But um, I don't treat people like that. And yeah. I don't use people for their time. And then when I get what I want out of them, I'm like, okay, on to the next. Like, I just yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Can I uh, throw out a name and then you you uh, <laughs> cough if it's if it's correct? Maybe uh, maybe a you're gonna Victoria. throw out the right name, <laughs> guys. Yeah, it's the right. Yeah, who else is it? <laughs> Come on, I didn't think I really didn't think it was that like mysterious, especially with the timing of the season and stuff. Yeah, of course. I think that people just love to hear the confirmation, even if they're ninety nine point nine percent sure. I mean, at least I I'm people. I'm people. Yeah. I like to hear the confirmation. <laughs> I just like I try to give people, no matter what they look like, the time of day. Always, yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah. give people my time. I'm gonna give them advice, whether they take it or not. But like, mm-hmm. don't don't like take my advice and then like go out of your way to be like goodbye. Like I just yeah. don't. Um, yeah. Do I think she's a bad person? No. Um, did I need to petty tweet? Probably not. I could have done worse, honestly. Like I reined myself in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just a little disappointing because yeah. Um, yeah. I think if someone gives you your time, like I don't, we're not going to be best friends, but like you don't have to unfollow me and then yeah. basically be like, oh, hi, who's this? Like, okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. So say this person, um, you know, Victory. reached back out uh, and said like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I sort of use you for you know just blah 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 i'm not even i'm not even saying i'm not saying she used me i'm just saying like to go out of your way to like unfollow someone who was nothing but nice to you and support and like gave you your time when like a lot of people probably didn't like to do that just felt very much like i'm garbage or something (laughs) and it was really weird i don't know it was just a weird thing to do so yeah yeah Anyway, uh, can, yeah. sorry, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, maybe this is, I mean, this is just, I guess, my opinion <laughs> so more than anything, but I find sometimes that in the women tell-alls and after the final roses, that is a time to kind of get a little bit of, like, forgiveness or redemption. Like, I, mm-hmm. I do remember, you know, back then when I watched that season and thought you were obviously a villain, and even when I watched that women tell-all and you were very emotional. Oh, I looked great on women's wall. Exactly. I was like, (laughs) so exactly. You looked great on that. And I feel like that's definitely a time for redemption. Um, Redemption arcs for everyone, especially now that paradise is such a big part of the franchise and like people are being geared up to continue the redemption arc in paradise. And I felt that Victoria just like refused to take the olive branch, I guess, of the Women Tell All Redemption arc. Like, I felt like she... She got it, though. You think? She got off. She got off yeah. big time. Mm-hmm. She got off on a lot of stuff, but I felt like she still continued to... Like, I think... I was like, she almost got away with it, too. And then when she tried yeah. to call out Ryan for being too sensitive and things um, like that, I was like, okay, she she almost got she almost got away with it. But you're right. She got a she lot. Got she got off. off with yeah. a lot. Did she get away yeah. with it? No, but she definitely got off on it. I yeah. mean, I think it was very generous for oh, sure. Yeah. Agree, 100% yeah. I'll say that. 100%. Um, I guess my thought with that is like, um, with you, it's like very clear that you were, you know, manipulated and that you were. Well, not- and I was regretful. I was remorseful. Yeah, exactly. I felt terrible. When I apologized, I meant it. When I, yeah. I didn't argue one bit. That was not my my intention was not yeah. to go in there and dig my heels in and be like, yeah, yeah. like I was like, guys, I fucked up bad yeah. and I hated watching myself. And I, you know, did I think that everyone needed to come at me like a pack of hyenas? No. But in the end, did that make me look kind of like 
validated in some ways, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, guys, this is what – why would I want to engage with these people sometime? Like, yeah. I felt like literally hyenas attacking like a rabbit. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we. I think we went into it differently. Like, I was, I was very much like my bad. Yeah. No, I just say it all to say that like not all villains are created equal and I don't want totally. people to automatically – it's just a balance. Like this show really does have so much power for perception in the in this country and pro- may, probably in many other countries yeah. in the world. And so while I want them to course correct with their villain ed- edits, I also just want them to not cast people who are genuine like trouble stirrers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And hey, like yeah. I don't know the girl and as I said, like – I mean, is this something where, I, like, I, I think about it every night and, like, it's a terror? No. Like, was it a weird fucking thing to do? Yeah. And did it make me feel kind of, like, crappy? Yeah. Um, am I going to, like, refuse to watch the show? Because obviously she's going on Paradise. Like, no. Um, but, yeah, it, just, it, it definitely was the first time ever where, like, I felt like, you know, my help wasn't needed or, like, reciprocated or, like, a friendship, regardless of whether – we're not going to be best friends, but I was hoping that even the fact that we had talked and that I had gave her the time of day that we were going to be like friendly with each other. So then to get the unfollow and the like who dis, <laughs> I was very much like, okay, so we're not yeah. friends at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, thanks like so much for opening up to us about all these like bachelor, you know, yeah. dramas or, I mean, I know you're, you're much better now, but it's still hard to talk. It'll about, always so. be there. It's never going to go away. It's always going to mm-hmm. be tough to talk about sometimes. So. Yeah. And so we kind of like to end, I guess, like the big bachelor discussion um, with something a little bit lighter and and usually very fun. But we okay. would love to know your casting story. Like, how did you oh. get cast into the show? Yeah. So mine is a little bit different than than some people's. Um, so, yeah, I was an anchor at the time, but my mm-hmm. family was always like big bachelor. Like I grew up watching it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think any journalist could say this, especially a young uh, journalist, like there is no dating. There's no nothing. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, my my mom kept being like, I just think, I think it's the time. Like, I think secretly she was worried that I was going to, like I was living in a very small town and I think she was really nervous that I was like mm-hmm. loving it there and I wasn't going to yeah. leave. And like, she wanted me to just kind of go somewhere and find love and, uh, my parents were married on TV, so um, oh. on ABC, actually. And so um, she always had this dream of, like, finding love on, on TV and, like, getting married on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a dream, but, like, it's just a fun little, like, segue kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so she, she kept sending me, like, there's a casting place that's, like, an hour drive from you. And I'd be like, no, shut up, please. I'm working. I love my job. <laughs> and so, yeah, her and my sister created a video. Um, and they overnighted it to the ABC castings. And my, my trick is always not a trick, but if you really want to get on the show, you got to have them sign for it, like set it so that someone has to sign for it because someone did. And obviously it got in somebody's hands and they opened it up and watched this video that my sister created. And, um, I got a call the next day I was on the anchor desk and it was weird because everyone knows not to call me between the hours of like five and six 30. Cause that's when I'm on. So I had a missed call and I was like, it was ringing and my, I was worried that audio was getting picked up and I see it's from Los Angeles. And I had a voicemail saying like, Hey, this is castings. I immediately mm-hmm. called my mom and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> um, 
yeah, they flew me out to LA like two days after that and, you know, rolled out the red carpet. And I had like a week to prepare. I, it was, I was last minute. They were already done casting. And then I was, I was in at the last minute. Becca Tilly. I went in after Becca Tilly. Um, that was like the, the final number. Um, so, so it was, it was a very, it was like a whirlwind. Honestly, it was so crazy. And like, I had to go back to my news station and be like, guys, something really weird is happening. But like, what am I? Oh, yeah. And they were like, you got to do it. And so um, and then I just disappeared off the airwaves and it was very bizarre. I couldn't obviously <laughs> say like, hey, guys, going on The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just was like, see you next weekend. And then they never saw me again. So <laughs> so how many um, interviews would you say you did? Like you said it was like a week. So was it like one big intensive? It was one big, or? one big interview in L.A. And then I went home and got some calls from them. And then that's when, you know, they were still kind of like, we, this isn't like a green light for sure until I finally they said, like, it's the green light. It's a go. All systems go. And then I had wow. to, like, very quickly, you know, pack and stuff. It was super, super last minute. I could, like, barely breathe. It was insane. How stressful was it to get, like, 10 ball gowns last minute? It was so stressful. But luckily, like, this was so annoying that it became, like, a big storyline. But um, my we have a family friend who works at Neiman Marcus Last Call, which is obviously, like, the off the, – the sale – stuff right and so we he works it there and we were like christian help me we need dresses and so Mm -hmm. i went there one day everything's like 90 percent off it's amazing Mm -hmm. um and like he just pulled a bunch of ball gowns and i just tried on like i think five or six ball gowns was what i brought and had to get them fitted like really fast and thank goodness i mean it would have been so much but he he like gave us like the biggest discount and everything was for sale and everything needed to be like completely like uh tailored because it was yeah. all just like it wasn't working <laughs> um of course yeah that became a huge storyline but um but yeah so that was it was it was so stressful it was so stressful oh my god and what Terrible. was your thought process of like so you had like six dresses what was your thought process of like what if i run out of dresses like what if i make it to the <sighs> end i just knew like i knew that not every i thought the ball i needed more like short dresses kind of thing mm. like i got a lot more the ball gowns, I just knew one had to be for the first night, and I wanted to have, like, three options for that. I did have a dress that was, like, amazing for if I were to have gotten there. I obviously didn't expect to, but um, but I had it was, like, a gorgeous white, like, fitted dress um, that would have been amazing. It was very, like, <laughs> we're getting engaged, wedding thing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, obviously that just sat in my luggage, so, mm. oh, well. Um, but it was mostly like short, like cocktail dresses were okay. like the bigger thing that I needed for sure. Yeah. Um, and I just want to circle back really quick to when you said your parents got married on ABC. Can we hear that story? Yeah. Um, so my parents, um, they were living in New York at the time and they're both very unique people. <laughs> Personalities are very unique. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of um, just an interesting like courtship, right? Like my mom met him at a bar on Valentine's Day and they like danced together and they moved in together like five months later because that's very New York. Like no one can afford to live apart when they spend every waking minute together anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, but like they dated for years and years and years. And finally my mom was like, you know, either we get married or like we're not. And he was like, okay, fine, let's do it. Like there was, it was very like, they're both just very interesting people. Anyway, um, my mom back at the time when you could just walk into a TV broadcast, I mean, obviously you can't just walk in anywhere anymore, but back then she saw an ad on ABC saying like, we're looking for couples that we can follow down the aisle. 
Uh, so she just walked right mm. in and was like, we're perfect. And they <laughs> loved them. And they were the first couple. It was Good Morning America. And they were followed. Their courtship kind of like planning the wedding was followed on TV and which is so fun to watch now. It's 51 past the hour. More people get married in June than in any other month. It's getting so close to June now that you can almost hear the wedding bells chime. Well, New York City residents Dana Gellert and Bob Caridi are two people for whom the bells will toll. They plan to not to tie the knot rather on June 9th. And we ask, in the interest of all those couples struggling with the plans and the parties and the in-laws and invitations, if we could come along for the ride, just the ride. And they said we could. Steve Fox has the first of our reports. And um, my mom got pregnant with me so fast that they actually, baby Olivia is on the screen on oh, Good wow. Morning America. My mom and dad like changing my diaper and stuff. And they did a little check-in when we were like really young. My sister and I were babies, basically like five and seven and five, maybe couldn't even talk really. And they did like a whole check-in like with Dana and Bob. Um, so it's such a fun thing to watch. Like it's, it's the dorkiest little thing. Like my mom is like, we're getting married. And my dad is very much like, we're getting married. He's a doctor. He's just very like, you know, doesn't really. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the story of my parents. And, and I still have the DVD. If DVDs even work, I have to find a way to get it on a thumb or something. Um, but it's so fun to watch. It's so cute. That it's is great. Yeah. such a cool, like, that's like the funnest fact. Yeah. So I was always thinking, like, how great if I got to the end and ABC could pull that footage, right? And, like, make it, like, a, a full circle thing. I was literally about to say, if you weren't a villain and you made it, you know, even top four, if they met your parents, like, that footage would have definitely Oh, it would have probably, there. the hometowns, I, we were, like, thinking about home, I got it to the point where, like, we all were talking about hometowns and what we would do. And I was like, there has to be some way that we involve, like, the GMA and, and the this and the that. and. Mm-hmm. But obviously it never – I never got Ugh. there. So That that you know. would have been the storyline that I would have loved to see. Hey, yeah. ha- had I done better and not just acted like a complete psychopath, maybe, maybe. <laughs> also, that's such a high bar to now meet. Like, you know, talk about, yeah. you know, meet cutes. Like, I, I I know I'm like a big sucker. You know, we're all – Oh, I well, love a meet not cute. Maybe all all but. in New York currently. But, yeah. you know, Camille is like, you know, based in New York and obviously – or yeah. whatever that even means these days. I'm still um, – I think I'm still based in New York. It's <laughs> yeah. We'll find out in like six months. Whether I'm still based in New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm I'm not trying to like, yeah, I'm not trying to like map out your life for you, but I'm very selfishly like, Camille is based in New York. uh, Miami was nice when it was cold, but now I see all the springtime, you know, we're all doing the wines. The wines are coming around pretty soon. The outdoor is like ideal right now, the outdoor dining. So, yeah. Okay. No, sorry. Keep going. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, I I bring all that up. You know, you have this incredible meet cute story and marriage story, you know, like with your your parents. And then you're in the New York City dating slog with the uh, The slog here. How did it happen where they just had this freaking meet cute on Valentine's? I mean, honestly, (laughs) honestly, I wish I was more like my mother when you think about it. Like, she was at a bar. And she saw my dad and she marched her happy ass right over to my Mm -hmm. dad, who's a very good looking guy. And I imagine when he was 20 something, he was just like a babe salad. And in her (laughs) eyes, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, let's go dance. And they did. And like she went to a bar by herself on Valentine's Day and asked maybe a hot guy there. That's amazing. To oh, dance. Who Ooh, does the that? energy that has. And then they, that like, energy. kissed. And, like, sh- <laughs> they call – like, how – who does – I mean, even my ex-boyfriend. My mom asked out my ex-boyfriend, like, for me, basically. Wow. So, like, I need to I need to get some of my mother energy up in here. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then like after grad school, I mean, you know, those are some like dream companies to work for. Yeah. You know, do you envision yourself staying in New York for a, like the long haul or where do you kind of see yourself after grad school's wrapped up? I would love to live in New York, I think. I my sister sees me as like a city dweller. Like I I'm, I'm yeah. 75 and I live in the West Village kind of thing. <laughs> um I was born here. Like it, New York is in my blood. So, um I don't think I knew you were born here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was born up? in Manhattan. So I grew up in Austin, Texas. Okay. My my dad went to medical school at UT. And so my mom was like, I don't want to raise a child in New York City. I, I can't deal with it. So he's like, mm-hmm. well, the only other place I know is Austin, Texas. So they mm-hmm. moved us to Austin, Texas. But we've I've been visiting New York my entire life. My family still lives all up in Brooklyn. So um, I do, you know, family dinner on Saturday and Sunday kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I I could see myself living here. I, I mean, I would like I, I loved Austin back in the day, but Austin is not what Austin was mm-hmm. when I moved there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably stay in New York. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I selfishly want you to stay in New York. So oh, that's yeah. Any, I mean, I love factor. this city. This th- this city, like, you know, <laughs> so you wake magical. up every day and you're just like, I'm probably going to step in shit and like it's going to rain on me and someone's going <laughs> to push me in the streets. But also it's just like exhilarating, you know, it's yeah. Just yeah. a high. It truly is. So. I have yeah. a, an old boss who she she I think she coined this phrase, but she used to say, New York City, the city that never stops telling you, fuck you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I was like an intern. I was like for, I was like struggling to like find a real job. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like so in my feels. But I was like, you're so right. I just look at it as like New York every day is like, are you sure you want to live here? Yeah. And like at the end of every day, you're like, am I sure I want to live yeah. here? Yeah. Or like New York, is like New York is like someone that you stumble on across like on a random sidewalk and you're smoking a cigarette and New York oh. looks at you and they're like, oh, you're still here? You're still, oh, you oh. made it this long? You're, oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're really encouraging everyone to move here for sure. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. A, yeah. so great. I this love- is like a, a New York City tourism <laughs> ad right here. <laughs> we hate tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Come visit us, but we hate you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. LOL. Um, and with that, uh, we have a few more questions, kind of like a rapid fire type of fun little thing Let's to go. finish it off with. Okay, I got great. nothing going on today. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start with your AIM Scream name. Oh, whoa, man. AIM. So, so it changed every boyfriend I had in middle school. So it was Wait, like, oh, I love, wow. I love this person. I love that person. Oh, um, my I God. know. Did you ever have a default <laughs> one for when you were single? I was never single. Oh, believe it or not, okay. I okay. I hit my I hit my step in middle middle school, and then it it just went away from there. I don't think I was ever single in middle school. Um, what did I? It was probably like I love V ball or something. It just changed to like I love stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I'm going to ask my my best friend from middle school. I but I do know that I changed it for every boyfriend that I had. That's so, so yeah, yeah. Incredible. Uh, um and all right, so next question is it might be a two-parter depending okay. on how you answer. Is one, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. And then the follow-up is have you had any like experience yourself or your yes. family or what have you. Oh, yeah. well now we need to hear that. Now we yeah. need to hear the story. Um so our house in Austin um it was previously owned by a very famous this word is pianist. 
uh, it's always we're awesome. mature it's here. Pian- we're not going to laugh. I'm just saying, <laughs> sometimes it's a tough word. And he was a pianist and um, he was very depressed and um, actually took his life in one of the rooms in our house. Um, but when we moved into the house, we were ve- we, we, we bought it and my mom was going to renovate it from the beginning. And um, so we started renovating and we, we were very nervous. We were going to make him angry that we were taking his house. We kept seeing him. Like I ran into him in the bathroom at one point. Like I woke up one night to go potty <laughs> and, um, and he was in the bathroom. And I actually, I said like, oh, oh, sorry. And closed the door. His his name was Royce. Wait, like a fully formed human? I it was it was just like a translucent, yeah. like white. I'm always figure. I'm always so fascinated by like how yeah. formed they are exactly, kind of like what they're. Yeah. yeah oh, like we would have we like. would have like painting tape on the walls that would move. Um, but oh, we he told man. us that he liked the designs that he liked what we were doing with the house, and we would hear oh. I would hear piano sounds sometimes because he was like very very famous. Um. Yeah, so I I completely believe in ghosts, but Royce was a night a friendly ghost. He, yeah. he wasn't mad at us. He Royce was very friendly. friendly. Ghost. Yeah, Royce yeah. was a friendly ghost. <laughs> so literally, the last ghost question: Did he look similar <laughs> to like what the ghosts look like in Harry Potter? Because I feel like that's no. kind of what you described. No, not like trans, like no. white translucent. No, it wasn't like like a fully formed like ghoul kind of thing. Like it, it was almost just like um like an energy ball. It was like an energy ball that had just like a tiny – I wish I could have gotten a photo. It's not like I could see his face or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like right. I've seen a photo of him and it, I yeah. couldn't have known it, but I just knew it was him. Yeah. Because <sighs> who else would it be? That's, he yeah. he, he right. took his life right. in the house. Like it, he was – his presence was there. Yeah. Um. So I, t- I completely – and I'm, I could be a psycho completely, but I believe in that. So. Now I believe you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah, so love yeah. it. That's slowly becoming my favorite question to ask, like either people on this podcast or just like dates, like because it's so <laughs> wild to me. So just like personally, like I believe in ghosts, but I don't have like a fucking experience, and I'm so jealous. Of all I know. These people. It's like, oh yeah, I know. Royce or like Carl, and I'm like, all right, cool. But I Royce guess, is like, my only whatever. experience. Like I don't, I don't yeah. have many. Um, and I just you could be blessed. thinking that up in my brain because like I wanted <laughs> it to be real, but I. <laughs> My whole yeah. – my mom has had interactions with Royce. Like, it's not just wow. me. So, yeah. Um, Next question. If yeah. you were asked to go on – to rejoin Bachelor Nation, uh, would you? Maybe Paradise or another season of The Bachelor? Maybe some summer games? No. Fair enough. Sorry. If you absolutely <laughs> had to, which one would you choose? Well, the only thing I would ever do is The Bachelorette, and that would never happen. I would never do a show again where I'm not in charge, mm, essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, fair. And either way, like, I don't I don't think I could date that many people at once and break up with that many people. And um, yeah, either yeah. way, I don't think I would be myself on camera ever again. But if I were to ever, like, wake up one morning and be like, yeah, it would only be for that. And that yeah. would never happen, so. Um, what's your favorite Bachelor Nation villain edit you've ever seen? Or like who maybe was your favorite? Courtney Robertson. I love Courtney Robertson. Oh, man. She, she is was iconic. Iconic. Yeah. For the yeah. listeners who may not know who she is, do you want to give like a quick like one sentence like what she was known for? Courtney was just confident and like gave no fucks. And like she said some really funny stuff. Like, you know, like you guys, you guys are just like not having any fun. Like have a cocktail. Anyone feeling nervous or is everybody feeling pretty good? I'm nervous. Well, I'm feeling good to lighten the mood. (laughs) I've got a pina colada. I'm in Belize. 
Had a relaxing day. Oh my gosh. So good when it hits your lips. I feel like the mood is really like somber right now and I'm not feeling that. I'm just happy, like, happy to be here. I'm sorry I'm not on the same page, guys. No, I, I don't feel somber at all. No. I, th I think it's just a serious night. Don't think the worst. Glass is half full. Let's liven it up. Let's get this party started. Well, Come you know on. what? Honestly, like, it's serious. I mean, no, it is. It I is. want to have fun. It is, but we're not going to change it. By ben being is not like... the only guy in the world. It's either the spark is there or it's not. This isn't everybody's only shot at love, you know? This isn't all of our only chances of love, you know? <laughs> oh, there's a cherry. A cherry on top. When in Belize. I mean, obviously she won, so she probably felt really confident. But I just thought, like, she was just badass and, like, didn't give a shit. And, like, I just loved her. I, I never thought she was, like, out to be a total evil human. Um, yeah. And I said this with Becca Tilly the other day. Like, my dream podcast guest is Kelsey Poe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Can you um, give us a little background on her? Well, Kelsey Poe was the villain on Chris Souls' season. She was the woman who, like you know, used to talk about her wonderful story. She always, my amazing story of like my husband, I don't even remember what the story was, but. I was married to, his name was Sanderson Poe. I met him when I was 19. And um, we fell in love immediately. We were dating for, for three months and we knew that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Um, he was amazing, and unfortunately, he died. Thanks. I'm just, oh, isn't my story amazing? It's tragic, but it's amazing. I love my story. This is my love story too. <laughs> this is the unfolding of somebody who's been through something so tragic and you get to watch her pick up the pieces and grow into another person and into another relationship. And I'm so glad that like the first kiss is something that can be written in the storybooks. And hell yes, I'm getting a rose tonight. Stay tuned. Monday nights at 8. The love story unveiled. She was just like, yeah. she got a really shit deal. Really yes. shit. And she then she like moved to France and no one's ever heard from her again. She's literally never even talked. Uh, she won't touch it. What? Um, yeah, That's she like moved crazy. abroad and no one's ever heard from her since. Like she's like the most mysterious, wow. elusive villain of all time. Oh my and God, I would I love, love to talk her. to her. Yeah, me too. Me too. We're going to add that to the manifestation list. Kelsey Poe. Rolling them out. Rolling them out. Actually, I wanted to uh, highlight Courtney's book because yes. that was actually the reason I started watching Bachelor mm -hmm. is uh, someone told me in her book is, uh, I didn't come here to make friends, confession of a reality show villain. So I heard about that book just through a it's friend. It's amazing. And, and I heard how like salacious it was yeah. and how much they just revealed about like the yeah. Bachelor underbelly. So I read it and it was just – I. Probably the quickest book I've ever read. It was. Uh, I think then, it's like the one Bachelor book that's actually worth a read. Yeah, and, and I love that. Like 
yeah, she's never, she didn't want to make friends. Like she just was yeah. like, I want Ben yeah. and that's it. And I don't care. And you guys need to have more fun yeah. and like relax a little bit. Like that was her yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. her attitude. And I've met her several times in person. Like she's just such a, she's, she's exactly that way, but not in like a rude way. She's just, she, she does what she yeah. wants. She wants everyone to just be, get it. Like everyone yeah. have confidence. Everyone do yeah. their thing. Yeah. Just she's like very hilarious. authentically herself and just kind of oh, like, yeah. you know. I love her. For better or like worse. Yeah. one bachelor person that I, I'll just love forever and ever and ever. I love her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and with that, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. Thanks for letting us ask you um, some more personal questions for The Bachelor. Yeah. I know that, as you said, traumatic time in your life. So we really appreciate you being <laughs> open to having <laughs> this talk with us. Um, and it was really fun. It was really fun. Y'all. I've, I've, you pressed me, but that was good. You pressed me. That's the yeah. most I've been pressed on an interview probably ever. Really? Oh, good job. Oh, 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 oh I feel so proud of myself. I, I mean, I loved, I loved the first question. Like, are you a bad person who was made worse? And I was like, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way. No, I but like that, but that. I, the intro, I was like, ooh, I need to answer this. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, your answer was like killer. Like I was, I was I, like, yes, that's the reframing we need because there, when people and I say knew, that, I knew where you were going with that, and I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was. People are gonna think like, ooh, that was mean, but I'm gonna turn it because I know what she's thinking. Yeah, true. Thanks. True journalists right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, before uh, we let you go, was there anything you would like to plug? Uh, my podcast, mouthing off. Um, it's good. Listen to it wherever you're listening to this. You'll find mouthing off. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm not a great follow, but um, <laughs> Olivia Caridi. <laughs> I post like once a year. Uh, no, like once a month. It's much better than that. Um, yeah, so Twitter is probably where I'm at. Um, Olivia Caridi on Twitter. If you want to see some <laughs> political, bachelor, <laughs> social justice stuff, follow me there. That's where I'm most active. All yeah, right, great. Cool. Everyone yeah. follow Caridi. Uh, Caridi. Wow. Uh, follow Caridi. Yeah. Are you my volleyball? <laughs> Are you my volleyball coach? <laughs> coach Bennett? Oh, Olivia. <laughs> Follow Kareed's, y'all. Wow. Yeah. No, it's funny because in high school I was just Kareedy. So that's funny. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, that's I mean, I didn't know how to tell you this at the start of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we went to high school together. At least you said it right. Oh that's, yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. so used to everyone saying my name wrong all the time. So same. So that I'll book I'll go by Kareedy if you say it right. So done. Beautiful. Love it. Done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're good. Oh. Yeah, I'm so glad we got to have Olivia on. Plus, too, I mean, I I'm so will glad. say, like, I've known Olivia for a good amount of time now. She was literally my first bachelor friend. And even in that conversation, I learned things. So I think uh, – there's probably a lot of listeners who did too, you know, where it's like, I thought I knew her. I thought I had like a good, good grasp on her, but I learned stuff too. Yeah. I'm really happy we had her on the show. Like I, you know, when I watched this season, I don't know, five, six years ago, I definitely didn't like Olivia then, but then I just didn't give it a second thought. And I'm really happy that, you know, one, I've grown up and two, that I got to know the real Olivia because she's freaking awesome. And I hope to, I don't know, maybe become friends with her in real life. Maybe, who knows? Listen, you got to come back to New York. Um, That's what you got to do. Got to make this friendship happen. Ah, this summer. (laughs) And so with that, uh, that's another episode of Baby Got Batch. This episode was produced by us, again, Brett Vergara and Camila Salazar. 
now partnered with ACAST. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Have any questions, comments, opinions, haikus, or love letters for us? Email them all to babygotbatchpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you're feeling like our bud. Yeah. And if you're not following us on social media yet, we're at Baby Got Batch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And then listen, you're there already once again. So like, follow us personally. We're at Brett S. Vergara and at Kami Lalala. And that's with two A's at the end on both. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.